That guy show. This is Matt. I'm William. This is Colin Augustus Clark. We got Colin on the show today. We're gonna talk about glow nuts and all kinds of interesting things. Check it out. It's another day, another dollar, another That Guy Show podcast. Will, how you doing today? Pretty good, man. It feels good to be back. We've taken a good uh, long break. Yeah, a couple months here. Got a little out of hand, got a little away from us. Yeah, it's going to happen again soon, so we're trying to trying to build something, you know? That build we are. Up. Something manly. Hey, uh, Colin's on the show today. We got a we got a guest on here. Hello, Colin. Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm actually wondering what you guys are planning on building. Well, we're building something, um, but you're going to be the ones doing the blueprints because I don't know nothing about no building. Mm. You and Will are going to have to take care of that. I'm more the brains, not really the, uh, you know. Let's build a pyramid. Okay. A pyramid of masculinity. That we can. That's very. (laughs) Is it just us three who's on top? (laughs) I'm on top. I don't know. (laughs) You know, you would say a pyramid for for manhood. I mean, I find that offensive, actually. It should be more like a circle. Or know, square of equality or something, mm, you know. No, I don't like that. Pyramids just sound so, you know, empirical. No, I like <laughs> empirical. That's perfect. Empiricable, amable, a pyramidable. A pyramidable. That's yeah. not even a word. But no, it is. That's it's, never stopped anyone. Wordable. Is it? Okay, we're gonna fact check you because I did. <laughs> I have declared many facts to be untrue on this show. So I'm gonna start off today with a little uh, fun story, a little food fact. Uh, today I ran across a fun story about uh, some donuts. Mm. Everybody likes donuts, right? Love mm. donuts, dude. Wife is craving some donuts right now. Yeah. Does she crave donuts often? No. No. Okay. On Tuesdays. Well, Tuesdays are a good day for donuts. I mean, you kind of feel like you've done everything that has to do with donuts. I mean, you got donuts, you got donuts holes, you got all kind of different things. Mm, so donut it's, bread pudding. Yeah, it's hard to like come yes. up with something new. Like you fry a donut. Like, what are you gonna do to make the donut like reinvent a donut? You know. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna base this off of what you had said in the intro, and I'm just gonna take a wild guess and say that they are doing a good like pistachio nut with bacon and a little Ooh. little caramel glaze on top. That, is that sounds interesting. Is that a glow nut? That is not a glow nut, but that's a very interesting glow nuts. Uh, apparently. Uh, hail from australia hmm. they were first made at the black star pastry shop in australia okay. and in fact glow nuts are glow in the dark donuts they actually they sound like glow in the dark i have a wonderful yeah. picture here <laughs> they uh, definitely sound like something else <laughs> if you're if you're watching us on youtube you might even see a picture of a glow nut but maybe not because we're not quite recording us but anyway we oh have, yeah we're not we're not filming this episode yeah this might be a little strange what? though Two episodes back. Um, I groomed my beard and everything for this. I'm so sorry. Well, we knew Colin was coming. We want to scare off anybody that was a potential subscriber. Right, because everyone would realize how beautiful I, I am compared to you two. Colin's finally like, yeah, I'm going to come on the show. And we're like, cool. Well, we just won't record this one <laughs> on film. It's a good idea. And I even showered today, which oh, I yeah. totally forgot we weren't recording or I just would have yeah. came smelly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, going to Dark Donuts are pretty exciting, which made me think of... Of all the foods that you eat and drinks that you drink, I mean, really think about it. What would be a food, if you could have any food in the world, 
glow in the dark, like what would it be? That's my opening question to you. Besides uh, a donut, because that already exists. But if you could get some other food that that was a like I, this food would be perfect if it could just glow in the dark. Most foods for me that we eat, like we like if we're having a lazy Sunday and we're gonna go get food and eat it in bed and watch Netflix and just chill, and it's like late at night. Oh yeah, nice. It's usually Chinese food. So if I can get some good like general style chicken that is glow in the dark, that would be I'd be sweet. set. Cashew chicken for the wife, glow in the dark. What? That'd be fantastic. Y'all need to let your imagination run a little more wild. But I'm going to start conservative here and say glow in the dark gummy worms, which should be obvious and they should exist already. I kind of feel like we should put a, a gummy worm <laughs> under a black light just in case it <laughs> just does case glow. Because <laughs> if there was any food yeah, I mean, that would just naturally glow, it would probably be the gummy worm but what but what is the what is the advantage like if if like the question was like what foods should they do like like that they don't have that's going to dark now so like to me logically speaking would have been something that i eat in the dark which would be chinese food in bed or how about any food that they serve at a roller rink that you could eat while roller skating like glow in the dark hot dogs yeah pizza nachos just the yeah, cheese is glowing in the dark. Just the cheese is glowing in the dark. Yeah. You know, as a new parent, I think it would be great if they could get Cheerios to glow in the dark because Ooh. my child leaves Cheerios uh, everywhere. There you and go. if Clean I could just up. turn the lights off <laughs> and then just see glow in the and like set the dogs loose and be like, go eat it. You know, everything that glows in the dark, just eat well, it. I feel like we're given kind of uh, like gummy burnt gummy birds uh gummy worms a bad a bad rep by saying that they would glow in the dark as if there's something wrong with them. But they have, you, have you tried? Cheerios? I mean, how do you know they don't glow in the dark? Hmm. Uh, I have tried, actually. How, yeah. how do you know okay, that nothing bad. or anything doesn't glow in the dark? There's nothing like rolling around in your bed and like rolling on some Cheerios in the middle of the night. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I need to get some black lights like you have just randomly laying around your house, I guess. <laughs> but it's not just black lights. Like these these donuts, the glow nuts, they glow in the dark. When it Why? is dark, they glow. That's a great question. How, and how is that? How is that? How is that possible? FDA approved. Well, you know? I don't know if they have the FDA. That sounds like in something straight off of like The Simpsons. I you know, can't. Homer I, throws his right. donut into a nuclear power plant. And comes exactly. Out, glow in the dark. Well, if the nuclear power plant was happened to be processing vitamin B, hmm. then in fact it may glow in the dark because that is the secret ingredient, supposedly according to their website, really? is that it's made from vitamin so B. It's healthy too. So it's right? healthy. <laughs> So I mean, get so that does, glow, get get a vitamin B supplement and just put it under. That's what uh, I was just about dark. to say. Yeah. Well, th- so here's my next question: Is does it glow in the dark in America when we're on the right side, like right side up? I don't know. Or it, does it only glow in the dark in the upside down? Well, it depends because it That's depends true, how the yeah. microwaves of the light uh, interact with the gravitational pull of the forces. You know what I'm saying? Yep. No. And especially to the <laughs> Catherian theorem, you know, so that's pretty much what's going on. What, what theorem was that? The Catherian. Oh, it's okay. a, I think it's that's a, off Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, it's, sure. it's some uh, mathematician. Is it off a Game of Thrones? Century. I don't know. I don't no, know actually either. what I was just doing there is what's known as mansplaining. I don't know if you've uh, I've heard of this. It. You've heard of this? People yeah. have said mansplaining and I just thought it was like like complaining i didn't know it was actual no it's actually when women think that men are smarter than them and have to explain it to them and women feel less superior it kind of that's where it came from right mansplaining it's kind of like oh a fumble you don't know what a fumble is and then you kind of like condescendingly explain something well that's happened to me so but i've noticed i call that the ross geller oh okay whoever that is (laughs) yeah and um, he doesn't exist don't look him up on youtube friends or anything But if you think about it, um, I've noticed this too. Like, okay, so yes, people mansplain things, mm. but it's not just men. Women also mansplain stuff. They will mansplain stuff. They will mansplain stuff. Watch okay. out. 
Give they us do. an example. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. A great example would be womanly problems. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I it's, need one explaining on that. Oh, yeah. Like, they'll call in sick, and they'll just be like, oh, I'm having woman problems. Like, didn't need can to you know was, that. Can you woman explain? Right. So if they, if they try to explain <laughs> it to <laughs> you, <laughs> they will woman explain it. You know, they're like, oh, well, it's the hormones and thyroid. They just, like, make up words. Like, what the hell is a thyroid? Like, I don't even think that's that a exists, word. That exists, Matt. Come Whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, my uh, my hormonal balance pH 7 is up. And you're like, that's not even a thing. So, you're just making that up. Well, here's my question for you is how many employees do you have that are women that are calling in sick for hormonal <laughs> issues? Because I, I, feel, I feel like if like at my job, which is 99 percent men, there's and like yeah. four women that work there. If they called my boss and was like, hey, I'm having woman problems, he'd probably be like, got it. Cool. Well, that's the reason why they do it is because men just basically shut down. Like, you know what? And it's funny because most of the time, both jobs that I've had where I work with mostly women, it's like you don't have to tell me why you take off, even though it is kind of like a thing among employees. Right? I mean, you just feel the need to give an explanation on why you're taking either a personal day. Like, like an well, they don't want to be judged by you. Yeah. So they're like, I am actually yeah. sick. I'm not just blowing up. But it's like they're going to say that even if they are just blowing off work. So it's like, let's just say the that's small talk and just that's take horrible. your personal day. Like, you know, I, I guess so. Yeah, I think that's generally why one mansplaining is different than mansplaining. Because one mansplaining is looking for an excuse sometimes, at least in this particular case. I'm just glad that if if you finish seminary, and become a priest, sure. you're never going to be in trouble with a woman. I'm excited to see your Are wife. You kidding me? Hear this episode. Are you kidding me? I won't be in trouble with three a woman. Three to five minutes. So I well, think like ninety percent okay. of people that are working in my yeah. parish are going to be women. <laughs> How the church ladies are going to? I be just like... basically have to learn not to speak ever. Yeah. <laughs> so long story short, Colin is um, a man who's in the seminary, uh, starting to be a Catholic priest, which which means many... no sex. I will not have sex. That's for what the rest that of means. my life. Yes. If you become they're curious, about if I become that. priest, or did you already like? vow to do that <laughs> no i haven't snipped anything <laughs> we're not getting to origin over here yeah okay. actually i read recently origin didn't actually do that i know it's a wise tale somewhat or, yeah. or you're just talking about because he well there's no evidence necessarily well of course it. but when does evidence ever stop a good story he didn't vlog told? it well i'll tell you when people women explain where's the evidence <laughs> well mansplaining too i've noticed that uh, mansplaining often happens in the workplace when men just want to seem like they know more than everyone else so that they don't have to do any work. Right. But granted, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they, okay. they'll, they'll try to overcomplicate a problem and be like, Oh, it's very complicated. We're going to have to get the synaxis together and, uh, okay. reference this. It sounds like you're mansplaining to us right now. What man's, I, I understand. I, I think I understand in what fact, you're saying. Mansplaining. And, you and maybe so here's another prideful. problem with man's mansplainers is maybe they are in denial. Cause I don't, I don't agree that, I have ever mansplained something. So you feel like you've never mansplained anything? I don't think so. Maybe when I was younger, but like, like for example, at work, if I don't know something, I just tell whoever. I mean, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, explain it to me. And right. they'll explain it to me. But I have had people say, hey, do you know how to do this? Or I've yeah. said that to someone, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure how you guys do it here. And in my head, I'm like, well, it's an industry standard. There's only one way to do it, you know? But. You know, they try and explain how they would do it differently on something that can't be done differently. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't feel like I can be condescending in my explanation of things, but I don't remember. Well, that's really the essence. I almost feel like of, I need to call in the wife right now to. 
Well, shut me I'd up. rather not. I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling that um, women having this conversation is completely different yeah. than men having the conversation because it is. It did originate from the concept of men having this general condensation, like you know, yeah. uh, condescending tone when explaining certain things, like "Oh, you don't know this already," you know, kind of thing. But I do find that mansplaining happens in the workplace by men who are also just like they. They want you to feel dumb because they don't want to have to do any work. And I find of all the jobs in the world and I've and I've I work with a lot of clients, well, a lot of schools, this priest IT people. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Priests might do a darn homily. <laughs> um, they 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 will sometimes. I mean, you know you're mansplaining when you're dropping words that ain't nobody is ever going Transubstanti- to know. Transubstantial what? Well, people know trans. No, ontological. There you go. If a priest drops ontological, inside you don't know of his what ontological homily, means. Well, I do. Let me explain that to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But well, well, wait, if wait, you wait, drop wait. the word ontological, you are automatically mansplaining your homily. Okay. You didn't prepare, and you just want to sound smart so people don't realize you didn't plan your homily. Can out. you? Can you? Can you mansplain that for me? Because <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what that means. You want me? <laughs> I've spent zero days in seminary. I'm not gonna mansplain. I was. I was always planning on having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to uh, mansplain ontology right now because it's just it's just too much going on. And ontological. Can you woman-splain it for me then? Just <laughs> give me something. No, I, uh, I, my hormones are just out of whack right now. I can't do that. <laughs> I would, but I like my thyroid's up and I need to, you know, drink some, you know, Beatrice some tea. Is, Beatrice some vitamin is our only woman <laughs> subscriber and she's going to totally not listen to us anymore. And she sends us questions. And so I feel like you guys have just totally <laughs> desecrated our, our women Bia. followers. I'm sure. Choice. I'm sure. Whatever corrections that will be given will be woman-splained where we were wrong. Well, this on, just in this our just comments. I just want all the opportunity to have a woman-splaining episode to explain what mansplaining is. Well, maybe the the ladies will do that if they ever get their podcast. Yeah, I'll get my wife running. over here and my girlfriends. But <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just say this. This is William speaking, by the way, because we're not on video. But um, I love you, women, and I think you don't woman-splain anything. See, that was, that was just being suck up. You were just being a suck up right there. Yep. That's lame. That's sucks. Two points. Count it. Ding. Whatever. Anyway. Um, but anyway, but I, I have noticed uh, I have noticed a lot of mansplaining. I try not to mansplain, but I, I used to when I was a teacher. If somebody was just being facetious, you know, asking questions, just like make class go longer. Yeah. That's when you just start dropping like big words and stuff. And you're like, you know, be I don't quiet. think I've ever mansplained. Maybe you're just not realizing that you're mansplaining because it's really that's it, what it comes down to. That's it's the, what other people think you're doing. It's the other person's opinion, whether you're mansplaining or not. And mansplaining actually became a popular term because they were trying to point to the awareness of the condensate of the condescending tone that people use and don't realize. Like they don't realize they're mansplaining until you kind of see mansplaining on display. See, and someone the other, the other day. I was talking to just telling a story about me talking to somebody else and the person of the group I was talking to had came out and said like, Oh, did you mansplain it? As if it was very like accusational, like you right. would do this. And because I was like, you are a man. And I was like, no, I didn't do that. And in my head, I was like, I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> but Can I, you explain? I it? didn't mansplain it. I don't know. I, Cause I thought it was like, now that you're, we're talking about it now, I understand what it is, but I thought it was like when, when guys complain, you know, uh, name manplaning. Well, I now that I'm hearing it and we're talking about it now, it makes perfect sense. You know, yeah. but, I'll um, go ahead and just 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 to close this conversation with um, the source of all things true and beautiful. And we'll get to the 
the ontological uh, existence of mansplaining by reading the definition from Wikipedia. So mansplaining, which is a blend of the word man and an informal <laughs> form splaining of the verb explaining, mm. means of a man to comment or explain something to a woman in a condescending, overconfident, and often inaccurate or oversimplified <laughs> manner. Lily, oh, they give you a sentence. So wait, 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 wait. This is so men so can't do it to men. Yeah, men can't do it to men. Then, what about effeminate men? Well, I mean, Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia is not well. First is of not all, wrong on many things. First of all, the whole concept of mansplaining is probably just offensive because what about like trans transgenders? At this point, you can't mansplain because that's just an offensive term. Because you could really womansplain, transplain, or whatever. Well, you, you just can't assume their expl explanation. Yeah, but I so even though that's the origin of the word mansplaining, my point is I'm not talking is about snip snip origin here. Anybody <laughs> can mansplain, and it can be both women and men. Hmm. I'm trying to be I'm trying to just be fair here. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think we actually came up with our own well mansplaining. We did actually. We possibly invented we need a to word. add that onto yeah, onto Wikipedia. Wikipedia or what? What's that website? Reddit. No, the one that has all the, like the the street terms and stuff like that oh urban dictionary yeah urban dictionary the street terms yeah the, the street kids on terms. the streets <laughs> I, yes. I love the this kids. this is this is a this is a reference to a, another what was the sentence okay so this one says lily rothman so this is actually like a whole another a real person definition Whoa. this is just a different definition so lily rothman of the atlantic mm. defines mansplaining this is as, a woman defining mansplaining right here we go this mm. is what we were asking okay. for woman's perspective explaining without regard to the fact that the explainee knows more than the explainer often done by a man or woman. So she actually oh, brought by a man oh. or woman. By man or woman. So why even put that in? Why can't you just say a person or like not a dog? So anytime I go to Home Depot yeah. and I just don't know where something's at and a guy from Home Depot will start explaining to me the 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 part that I'm looking for. That could be And I just sit there like, "Okay, buddy, but you know, what like I, I really want to know is where the part is." Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like when someone tries to tell me something InDesign does. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, okay, so I understand. It's what like when someone tells me how to groom. Right, <laughs> it's my body. <laughs> thank you. I think I know my. I have more hair, hair than, than you. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I try to describe to Colin how to brew beer. You know, I was like, you know, I, I prefer notes of honey, uh, suppled with vinegar. You know, hops. Yes, hops. Mm. Hop it. Hop it. Hop. That's the hop only thing I know. Is hops. All I know is I don't like beers that have the word hop written on them. I don't really like uh, a lot of beer unless I can fruit it. Did you say you can fruit it? Yeah. If I can fruit the beer, I'll drink it. What do you it. mean fruit the We're beer? We're making like, our some own of words up all over the like place. Fruiting. Fruity flavors from your no, just, glycerin just, glycol. Just, <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, like, like um, you know, like Blue Moon. We're, we're talking I can, about. I can drink a Blue Moon all day long. Okay. If I can put an orange in it, just an orange. Yeah. What about a grapefruit? You ever mix it up? I mean, grapefruit. So you bad, you must really like uh, a beta beers. You got plenty of fruity beers. Um, no, I mean I, I can do a purple haze from I, from I love, here and there. And I love me. This is my this is my secret. I love purple haze. Like, and it has I to like be it. out of draft. It has to be out of draft. Oh, I don't know oh. what. I don't know why the bottle, the can, but like I live next door to the brewery. Those people that don't know the beta brewery. And I, if I get it straight from a keg, from the brewery, it's the most amazing thing ever. I've had it a million so, times, bottles, cans. I've tried it many times. So does it taste it better? Different. Does it taste better at the brewery than it does at like a bar that has it on tap? 
you not know, like in bar, this, going to Barley Oak, right? Not in this area, which is a bar I, by us that has like umpteen million beers on tap. Too many. Right? I was told by the brewery that it, they do taste different because of how it's pasteurized, which no idea what that means. I am not sure if that's true or not. I well, think those people need to. I I'm going to mansplain to those people that work <laughs> at that brewery. They are wrong. I mean, all that beer gets pasteurized no matter what. Well, since we brought up beer, this Slash, is a great time. It does time. not get pasteurized. This is a great <laughs> opportunity to uh, introduce formally yet again our guest today, who we're actually going to be interviewing a little bit, which I'm really excited about. Who is it? Um, his, our guest is uh, you, actually, Colin. What? I thought I was permanently on the show. No, what? this is a temporary <laughs> gig, buddy. Don't don't that chair <laughs> that chair is not going to have you. Yeah, you're one right because yet. I need like a nice like really nice chair. Okay, if we get ten thousand likes. 10,000 likes, Colin, Colin gets a chair back. and can come back. It'll be that guy's show. That guy. We'll pluralize guys. We'll pluralize because y'all were one unit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> one one love, one heartbeat, one guy show. The show mm. about mansplanations. Mansplaining. Mm. Yeah, that should be like a segment of your show. Mansplanations. We should have named the show. Mansplanations. There actually yeah. is a mansplaining podcast. But oh. I could tell it was not a good one just from reading the titles. Maybe yeah. we should. <laughs> <laughs> I totally suck. judged it. I didn't even let. I didn't even hit play. I feel bad for anybody that looks Chad at our Smith titles. Chad Smith or whoever you are out there that has that show, yeah. you suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could just tell it was just like your typical, you know. Anyway, let's get back to something interesting. Yeah, so we get something interesting. My chair. Yeah. So <laughs> My chair. We already. We already. I actually have the chair already. Can I bring it over? It's beautiful. Sure. It's like a globe chair. If you get invited back, wait, wait. You it's can. like a glow chair, like glow nuts. No globe, globe. Oh, like yes. you have a globe chair. Like an old school chair world, world chair. Oh. With like those little brass, little kind of nail thingies. Is it? Is it a funky color? No, it's uh, it's actually like a map of the world. Is the fabric? Oh, it's actual globe. Oh, that's, that's an actual great. globe chair. Yeah. That, that that could actually work. You should yeah. bring that. I, I think absolutely. Like for the most but interesting you can't, man. You can't leave it at the studio. You have to bring it with you each time. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> it's about as big as my ego. So one of the things Woo, that I always love about large. Colin is that you know those Dosecki commercials where mm-hmm. they always have like the you know most interesting guy in the world, whatever. I always feel like Colin's like that because, like, every time I talk to Colin, it's like, oh, hey, I'm in Scotland, like, you know, milking cows. I'm like, oh, hey, what you doing now? You're every, like, every time he talks to you, you're in Scotland. Milking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, and then next time I talk to him, he's like, oh, I'm about to open up my own brewery. And then next time I talk to him, he's flipping houses. And then all of a sudden, he's in the seminary studying to be a priest. I mean, you just never know what None this of dude. that ever happened. <laughs> it's it's either he's the most interesting man in the world or the biggest failure. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kidding. truth. Life experiences. Life experiences. Lots of failing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Colin, why don't you tell us real quick? What was just? Why would someone even want to be a priest? Like, what even crossed your mind that that would be an exciting oh, thing to do in life? Well, I don't. Here, here's a wake up call to everybody. You're gonna die one day. Oh no. Yeah. Well, so, not, uh, not that was the first thing that came to my head. Can you mansplain this? Can you mansplain dying? Of course, if they can, if they can yeah. eventually get to the point where you can like actually get our our like mind into a computer system, you know, like port our our consciousness. Yeah, that's never going to happen. It's not okay. Can't. Ha- it's happening on Shield right now, but yeah, that's that. they have so many <laughs> stupid shows. That's a good they, documentary. It's, it's a great ridiculous. show, by the way. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, kind of continue. Uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, decision yeah, so, here. So I'm planning on becoming a priest. I got five more years of study left, 
and I'll be studying philosophy and theology. Wait, what do you have to learn? I mean, like literally you just like, well, how to not offend women <laughs> with your conversation. <laughs> that could take Should five be years. The number that one could thing. take five years. That's why, that's why you can't be judged five years from now <laughs> for anything you say on the podcast. Cause we haven't had formal training. He's going to go back to the seminary and the archbishop's going to be like, you can no longer go on that podcast. Yeah, podcast you can band. go on the podcast, but you can only stay at the seminary as a teacher yes. <laughs> of what not to do. <laughs> you can't go into a parish and be around women parishioners. They will be too offended. That'll be interesting. Um, so anyway, continue there. Okay. Yeah. So uh, becoming a priest. Um, yeah. I mean, I believe, you know, I obviously believe there's a God. I uh, will never not believe that there's a God. Um, I've had a great experience of, of meeting God, uh, not necessarily face to face, but like uh, in my heart and um, and everything the Catholic Church says is awesome. Um, so I guess there's a need out there for priests is another factor. And, uh, I've just always been the kind of person that would step up to the plate if no one else was going to do it. And, uh, and then another part is, uh, I'd probably be pretty good at it except for talking to women. Nice. Okay. So my, my parish is probably gonna be all men. You know? Okay, which <laughs> actually or chaplain at an all guy school. Yeah, there's there's plenty there's plenty of parishes that are almost all women. So uh, having a parish of go. all men wouldn't be such a bad thing because we yeah, definitely yeah. need some more uh, men up in the uh, in the ranks. But um, but yeah. So I, I I saw this video from the Diocese of Lafayette. It actually went viral. Oh I don't yeah, know. I've Have heard you, of this. You, oh, you've heard of it. So I posted it to our uh, to our Facebook page. Um, it's actually a reception after ordination. And, uh, you know, the priests, they have like a traditional New Orleans style wedding, which I realize in the rest of the country is not like ours. Because I actually went to a wedding in the north and people were sitting down eating like a formal dinner. It was like the weirdest thing I've ever been to. I was like, California too, man. Oh, California does that? Yep. I was like, that's so weird. Down here, no one really sits. There might be a few tables for like older people. It's buffet style food, you know? Yeah, so like you go up there standing. and you just grab your food, you're yeah. sitting in line. And, there's dancing, like and people are moving there's, around. There's no real head table, right, right where the yeah. bride and groom right, and the right. bridal party's at. In fact, I've been to some where they, they don't have a place to sit necessarily except for like cutting the cake because they're up, they're up around like saying hi to every single person that came yeah. to this 300 person wedding. No, I know. I remember my sister-in-law's wedding and it was in Missouri and it, it was, it was a formal you know, wedding and I call it a formal wedding, you know, like ours aren't formal, but you know, it was the sit down Yeah, we and, were tuxes. and it was, it was, wow, that's interesting. It's, it's weird. Like, yeah. um, because it's, it's just not how we do it here. It's just so we're so laid back, you know? I mean, if, if you had a crawfish boil mm. at a wedding here, no one does it really. But like, if you did, no one would be like, Ooh, that's a little tacky. No, everybody would be like, "All right, that's almost too awesome." To I'm gonna do this next time, right? You know, <laughs> right, like yeah. that's only like that, one that, in every three hundred. Yeah, red dress. <laughs> one in every three hundred women would let you have a crawfish boil at their wedding. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, yeah, yeah. One even even down in the south, even those yeah. that are awesome women, there's just that would be a very special woman would allow something right. Like that so all the down. women that got married down here that didn't do that are not. They're just, awesome. They're just That's not. What you're no, I'm just saying they're just more typical, more normal. They're just yeah. a different type of awesome. But you're right, you're right. The, I, I feel yeah. like weddings down here um, are a lot more laid back, a lot more tri- chill, and yeah. like I, I have more fun at a southern wedding than I do oh, anywhere absolutely. else. Absolutely. Like I, I get an invitation to a wedding, I'm like, heck yeah! Like I can't wait to go to weddings. Be Jambalaya, oh. gumbo, usually some, some brisket, some little mini muffs. So much well, good let's food. Let's talk about some deep fried brie. 
All right. Right. That yeah. was the best thing I've ever had at a wedding. <laughs> that was incredible. That sounds pretty. Delicious. I mean, I want the, I want, I want filet and stuff. Um, but that's, what's nice. It's like you walk in the first thing I do is, is I get a cocktail. Cause like, maybe I don't want to talk to these people yet. And then, after you got to loosen cocktail, up a little bit. Yeah, another there's one. no dancing yeah. at first. It takes about <laughs> at least 20 minutes. Yeah. You know? After I drink the first one, and then I'll be, I need I'll, another one. I'll be the first guy out on the dance floor. I don't mind usually. And I'll be out there for like 10 minutes. And then other people end up coming out. You know? We well, see at our wedding, we actually started it's it party. off. They started off the dance floor because they played Frozen. And uh, all yeah. the kids got in the middle of the dance floor and just started rocking it. And then after that, it was just like it was all on. Another awesome thing about a Louisiana wedding, kids do go. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know kids didn't go to weddings. Yeah. I thought that was, like, illegal. Like, isn't that discrimination? Like, could you just not have children show up at a wedding? I mean, you need to have somebody to trip over on the dance floor. Dude, right. kids running around. Or, like, around. when things get awkward, and then the, the little kid gets in the middle of the dance floor in he the middle of the circle, and he's awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, it's cool again. Okay. When you accidentally again. dance too close to the bride. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> God. Never happened. Uh, why do we have the money <laughs> dance? Is that popular everywhere? Because the money dance I've always found is a little strange. It's very strange, but I love it. If I could do a money dance tonight, I would. I mean, I would do a money dance, yeah, for sure. I always Anytime. do money dances. I just never make anything. <laughs> we got three fifty, I think, uh, each or total or something like that. Oh, I mean, That's we did was, the money which a, dance, which was good, but just it was a good extra spending we, money on the honeymoon. We did mm-hmm. do the we did do the more classy uh, purse thing, you know, like where we had like a little purse that the money could be put in. We didn't really pin the money to my wife. Oh no, they had to stick it down my shirt are they well they really stick money down my shirt actually you danced with me for my money dance if i, I remember did. correctly yeah, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> you know the funny the part was this is this that. is how good like our friendship is sure. right is that matt slips me a hundred bucks it was like a hundred bucks you gave me and it was like here go dance with my wife <laughs> 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 i swear it was it was a hundred but it was like a big bill like here's a, for the money dance you know and so i think i i, I, I waited in line at all i waited in line and then i Gave the money away, but then I went straight to Matt, which actually is going to be our background picture eventually. Oh yeah, we, we have a have picture of us bill. dancing together. Yeah, it's oh. a good photo. Um, yeah, like legit photo of us dancing together. But um, I feel so bad for your wife Kristen because that money was supposed to go to her and dance oh. with her, but I just said nope. I got to go back to my boy Matt. <laughs> That's why it's the guy sh- that guy show. It's one entity because one yeah. entity. When they got married, we were technically there. There was a I bond danced. that occurred that was deep. Hmm. No. <laughs> so anyway, back to my whole point that got us on this tangent. So why do you want to be a priest, Colin? <laughs> is a viral video of these priests. They just got ordained and everyone's dancing and celebrating and they're all, you know, dancing in a circle and they start throwing the priest up in the air. They're just having a good time. And I think one of the scandals is like, one, it's like, wait a second, why would priests have a good time? I thought the whole point of being celibate was just to be miserable, like right. sacrifice, like have no more emotions, like seeing a bunch of young men like dancing around, like having this like great old time. I mean, it was goofy. It, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it was goofy. Goofy I mean, and you know. a blast. Yeah. But they're just having fun. It's like, it's like, did you have experience of priests like who like enjoyed life? You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. just seemed like all grungy old men. Like why would someone want to be a priest? But this was Lafayette too, right? Yeah, Lafayette. and just for those that don't know Lafayette, I mean, like, men, Cajun Central, Catholic Central, men dance Louisiana. in Lafayette. Yeah. Like oh, they yeah. go, they, they go out to Cajun the bars dancing. and they they listen to music. And my stepbrother's from from Church Point, which is right outside Lafayette. You uh-huh. know, and he was in a seminary too. I don't know if you know Dexter. Um, he murdered somebody, I think. Um, and they kicked him out. Yeah, yeah, but that, He's not, a not that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, he's one that would be in the middle of the dance. If a song came on, he'd grab his mama and go dancing, you know? Like, sure. Dude, Cajun dance is Take not easy. Your you, mama you need to have lessons. Yeah, mm-hmm. show me what it's all yeah. about. So that doesn't seem mm-hmm. off to me. It does seem off 
like weird that you'd see a whole bunch of preachers randomly dancing. But again, for the area and stuff, I mean, that's what they sure, do. Sure, that's, yeah. that's a part of their culture too, you know? Yeah, I mean, you grow up that way and just because you become a priest, you know, doesn't mean you stop stop dancing. You, know, you can't stop. Well, I won't stop. So did you have any examples like that of just like... Not really. Young, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's plenty of cool priests out there. I, I, yeah, I, I guess there's a few. Y'all would know them. I don't want to say their names on air, but because uh, then you'd be looking them up on YouTube, see you their can, dance moves. You can you can look people up, but I mean, yeah, uh, yeah there, there's a couple. I think what I think what's nice that I've seen is priests that are just not what the culture would expect, you know, to be a priest. So, uh, and who are legit? Like I know a guy that was in seminary for a little bit, <laughs> and uh, like he can't do the sign of the cross. You know, because his his right arm can't reach his right shoulder. <laughs> they really? definitely kicked that guy out. Yeah. yeah, I think he even tried to join like the Franciscans too. But see, <laughs> like they, they, they were they're like, not no. so good on paperwork with the Franciscans, so it took a while to figure yeah. out that he couldn't make the sign. Of the Matt, calls. this is Matt. We're talking about Matt. Matt yeah. did this <laughs> before he got married. Matt Bourgeois. Long story. Yeah. Used to be a used to be a Franciscan, but no, I, I really can't make the sign of the cross. Haven't been able to since freshman year, which was why I stopped going to church. Because oh I wait, just that, that's funny that he was actually talking about you. I didn't even oh you didn't, I didn't even, even put catch two and two that. together. No, I didn't. Yeah, I missed maybe that. we are but the now it makes unit. Sense I was like, oh yeah, Matt's arms are broken. Yeah, he can't do it. I can't it touch my shoulder. It so it almost do. seems like Matt and I are a unit. What? And you're not part maybe of we that could, Maybe we could have our own show. <laughs> Man. The Matt and Colin show. Call it their guy show. The their other guys. guys. The other guys. No. The other guys show. No. I don't like that. That's horrible. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. So that's good. So you got five years left. Five years. It's a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's a long time. It's an exciting time, though. Yeah, I mean, well, what's cool is that God's done so much in this first year for me already. So uh, he's really just formed and shaped my heart and molded it like a like a potter with clay you know and yeah. uh it's not like I, I did anything special i just followed the rules and went to prayer and did my classes that's probably why i left because that was the one thing i didn't do when i was there so well, you also joined like an order so there's probably oh, that was like later on yeah rules but yeah, yeah um, they're they actually prayed but. so i'll say this <laughs> i'll say this is like you know I've known Colin since I was in high school and he was in high school. Like we didn't grow up in the same area or anything like that, but I'd come over yeah, and you were visit. hanging out with the smoking kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was hanging out I with was, the kids that did. I was in the bathroom smoking. Yeah. No, like I was from Metairie area, New Orleans area. And you were from Mandeville Covington area, which is about 45 minute drive. Sure, it's There's a big you know? lake in between. So, so during the summers, our group of friends would go visit like his church and his youth group. And so that's how I got to know him. And then we'd see each other at these big retreats once a year and stuff. But kind of lost touch you know for, you for a couple years yeah yeah but we would see each other every now and then i'd be yeah. like hey what are you into and so it's funny like when matt was talking about all the different ventures you 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 were trying to do or been on because <laughs> every all. single time i've seen you yeah. it was a different thing like yeah. a, i remember one of the last times i saw you you were going to open up that restaurant across from the bakery of the lake church right yeah You'd make a oh yeah make a bakery and there's like all these different things but when i saw you again and you were like yeah i'm in the seminary now and i was like Oh, I think I actually saw you in a shirt that said like seminarian. And I was like, dude, where'd you get that from? Like a thrift shop or something? Sweet. Like that's a pretty cool Hopping shirt. Drags. He's like, no, I'm in the seminary now. But to be honest with you, yeah. like Colin, it was the first time it kind of like it made sense to me, you know? And it was kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah, I, sure. I can see that, you know? Yeah. And that's from, you know, years of knowing of you, I would say. Sure. Because like we've never really been around each other long enough to be like, I know. A unit. I know who Colin is. You know, like, I just know who you are and I know yeah. of you and the stories of it. But I, we're not like we didn't grow up together or have known each other for so long. So it's like but seeing that part 
I was like, ah, I can't really see you as a baker. But then, you know what? I can see you as a baker, you know? Like, it was always wishy-washy yeah, like, for me. But when it came to the seminarian part, I was yeah. like, oh, that actually kind of makes sense. Like, that's uh, that's very fitting. Hmm. So I have a question um, <clears throat> about all the many ventures you've been on. I've always wanted to ask you about uh, one, which, I mean, you know, you're oh, no. kind of a man of a legend. So um, some of my true. some of my facts might not be true. But um, didn't you, like, live in the woods for a while? <laughs> you know, like you just, like, decided to leave society and be a man in the mountain sort of person. Is this like an into the um, wild type story? Too? Yeah, like, or naked and afraid or something like that. Uh, uh well, I was wearing a raccoon fur coat most of the time, and uh, yeah. So basically, what what ended up happening? Is, it was awesome, yeah. And I had this giant beard. Um, yeah, I had gone out to North Carolina after Hurricane Matthew, and volunteered uh, out there uh, for about like six weeks, gutting houses and doing stuff. And um, and then after that, I just kind of was like, yeah, I like it here. You know, I felt like God was doing stuff in my life there, and this is in Fayetteville, North Carolina, near Lumberton. Uh, so I just stayed and uh, I had met a couple friends and kind of put the word out that I was looking for a job and stuff and, you know, whatever else could come around. And uh, so I got a job in construction like three days later, you know, after I had finished volunteering uh, with an awesome guy. And uh, and then I just like had been camping in the woods for those three nights or like in in culverts <laughs> like these like very clean you know donald trump-esque culverts just huge oh you were glamping they were great. was they it were like glamping huge. they were huge yeah well it's like more like glamming in a glamping in a, in a culvert yeah. with a raccoon fur coat <laughs> <laughs> you know? so it was like kind of like this weird stage of in between not homeless but kind of like living out of my car and just you know showering at planet fitness and stuff and uh eating off my chick-fil-a card Cause I had like this free Chick-fil-A card cause I slept nice. outdoors with Chick-fil-A for I don't know, 10 hours or something. Wow. So, uh, I didn't know they give those for another great story for another podcast. Uh, <laughs> he but, might be earning his chair. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, my, my boss was like, yeah, you can, you can sleep in my, my tool shed or in the, in the trailer or the caravan, or, you know, you, you can crash on the couch if you want. And I had other friends, that I actually knew from Louisiana that were saying like, Hey, stay at our house, like house at our dogs and stuff. So I'd do that. But most of the time it's, I just felt bad not sleeping outdoors because it was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, I was under the stars next to this big lake with a bunch of like, you know, beavers slapping the water and, uh, woke up to a deer staring me down once. And I would just sleep under the stars in these wood and uh and have a fire and smoke my pipe pray my rosary play guitar you know howl at the moon that sounds like amazing. a wild dog like a wild animal yeah so like is this public land i mean were you it trespassing? was owned by the government because uh, there's a huge military base out there but they they totally allow you to camp you know I, I there was this one spot that i would sleep at in the middle of like this like gravel cul-de-sac in the middle of the woods and every morning around like 6 30 i'd wake up and there'd be a bunch of like you know Air Force dudes or Army dudes running around the cold sack. I'd be in the middle of this cul-de-sac with this fur coat over me. They're looking for a big <laughs> raccoon that they've. You know, they're seen. they're all like jogging and like doing their whatever Army dudes yell at while while they're jogging and stuff. But wow. uh, it's kind of funny. This sounds yeah. like the beginning of like a television series, like a pilot episode. This is like how you discover like a secret base, a military base while camping. Well, there'd have to be a prequel episode or two. How did this random dude get? 
out in the middle of the woods, just like sleeping here with a fur yeah. coat. That's season two. They'll so you're like pre- not pre- joking. <laughs> you you legitimately had Six a yeah. fur coat. Yeah, you... raccoon skin fur coat, and apparently it costs like three thousand bucks. I still have it. I actually got it blessed by a priest, so I can't ever sell it again. But I can give it away to someone, and I've tried to give it to like homeless people on Bourbon Street, and, and even stuff. they are like, and they say, "No, no I can't you. have this. You know, you need this to stay." Warm First of all, ain't nobody need a giant fur coat in New Orleans. It's hot. It is, except like all the winter. The time. Winter was cold. No, no, it's it, not it, that it cold. It's cold. not fur. It's not like full, like drenched, like full coat, fur coat, cold. Because sure. it's kind of funny because I'm just in my mind how I imagine this raccoon fur coat looks like. Sure. I just imagine it looked very like um, fancy, like 70s pimp looking. It it absolutely does. Yeah, but I mean, like do a, you wear a hat with it? A hat I wear like kind of this Russian. It's a fake fur hat. But it, yeah, it's kind of like one of these. Russian OK, so hats. you definitely don't look like a pimp. Not with Not that with hat, but that just trade the hat beard. off and a yeah. cane. I mean, you're there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'll bring it once in uh and. If you bring that and the globe wear chair, it with my globe chair, you can definitely come back on the show. So uh, next nice. time we do video, which sure. you know, I'm I'm about to sell our house, and so we're in the middle of moving and packing. Dude, live in the woods, and well, we already have That's another great. house, okay. but you know, we have a nice bigger studio that we're going to renovate, making a studio. So we'll have videos soon in the next couple months or something like that again. But you'll have to come back definitely because we need more stories. We need more. I think we just need more Colin. Oh, we've barely scratched the surface on Colin. Now, since you mentioned the fact that you're moving, is it true that somebody offered to buy the background that you made for our podcast? No, someone that was like interested in the house was like, is the wood accent piece staying? And we were like, no. But it's a thousand bucks. But they wanted yeah, it yeah. to stay? <laughs> they wanted it to stay, it sounded like. And then, because we even got like verbiage back from the our realtor who was like, she's okay with you keeping it. And I was like, well... Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> it was never for sale. It's like, can I also have your dog? Yes. And dog cage. And all your awesome music. Absolutely. Equipment. No. I'm okay you if know. you leave that here. So yeah, that that's kind of it. I was like, no, I kinda just made it. I'm gonna bring it with me. When I when I have to take it down and pack it up, I'm gonna be like, I should have just left it up. Mm. Yeah. But I'll I'll let future Will handle that. Sure. Gotcha. Sure, sure. Future Will handles a lot. Yeah. Let him do it. Present Will is not going to worry about it, but Future Will. <laughs> Actually, God told me Future Will needs to watch out and take a little less work. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> so anyway, so um, I don't know if we got time for another topic, but do we have enough time for another topic? Yeah, dude. Because if we got time for another topic, I really just want to also go into a little bit about how you started brewing beer and mm. what kind of beer you brew. Because you came over to my house once. You brought some beer that mm. I never had before. Like it didn't have carbonation or something. And it was like, I was like, no, don't what say I? that. Don't say that. It's it was not super true. flat. Am I mansplaining? <laughs> am I mansplaining your beer to you? you yeah. Know? Well, I, I purposely made it super flat. Absolutely. Well, I didn't make a mistake. I'm not a failure. <laughs> I can do things. Tell me a little bit about, about beer making and your beer. Yeah. So beer is, it's alcoholic. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank but you, basically, I finally know what mansplaining is now, and <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Beer is made from like four things usually. It doesn't. It only needs to be like three, but like water, and and then you're going to have grain, and uh, the water takes the sugar out of that grain. The grain has to therefore be malted, um, and uh, so you pull the sugar out, and then you have all this sugar kind of water syrup stuff and then uh, a yeast comes along, little buddy yeast, and he eats that sugar and turns it into carbonation. It's like he farts carbonation and then poops 
alcohol, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I will never drink a beer the same. So I it's know. yeah. I mean, it's, but that's what it is. So do you and, mix uh, all this in like together and just let it sit? You can look this up on YouTube if you want. You make that's basically how you make beer, and uh, and then you have to add, you can add hops. So everyone adds hops nowadays. But back in the day, why why do they add that. hops? Uh, for a number of different reasons, but like flavor would be one, and then also the acids from the hops help preserve the beer okay. over long periods of time. So like everyone's favorite hoppy beer is an IPA, right? And that has a ton of hops in it. Well, the idea is that they had to ship this beer from the British Isles all the way to India via the ocean. So they, they raised the alcohol content, added more hops to it so that it would preserve the beer for the long voyage. Not necessarily for flavor. So all these idiots out there drinking IPAs just like slap them in the face, say you're an idiot, go to India. I will. You fool. I will say that absolutely next time I, I hate see that. And drink an IPA but, there. But anytime someone says, hey, try this beer, do you like hoppy beer? And I'm like, ah, you know, I don't, and just for everybody to know, I, I don't really drink. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, but if they're like, hey, do you like hoppy beer? I'm like, oh, I don't know. So like, hey, try this. The, you know, it's pretty hoppy. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'll try it. And it tastes like rank butt to yeah. me. So never tasted that. What is but a, I can what imagine. What is a beer that yeah. is, doesn't have hops in it? Uh, Well, so, so beer is can kind of be subdivided into two categories. You have ales and lagers, right? And what makes those different from each other is the yeast that's used. Yeast lagers uh, will ferment at lower temperatures and kind of give you more like a, a crisp, like Budweiser flavor. Uh, so like American lagers are, are what we normally drink, kind of Budweiser cores, all that stuff. Probably um, more like his Blue Moon that he uh, that he drinks. No. no? No. no, interesting. Yeah, dumb man. Um, so oh, that's like <laughs> I don't know anything. I, was, uh, was they they take longer to ferment, it. and uh, they're kind of they're almost like you have to have a more refined palate to appreciate a lager almost. Um, and so the Germans also added a lot of hops to their beer. They were the first to really add hops, kind of German lagers, the idea. But ales ferment at warmer temperatures, and uh, and those are more British Isles oriented, mm-hmm. whereas a Belgian ale. It, which is what you're describing um, with Blue Moon, that has this particularly uh, Belgian yeast. And ale yeast are a lot stronger, more kind of like getting punched in the face uh, flavor, right? Versus like a lager yeast is a little more maybe like refined, subtle. Um, this is this is me explaining it to you guys. You know, if you get a real professional beer person, no, they, I they like this. No, different. they would mansplain it. They would totally yeah. mansplain this. You're given a great I, I love Collinsplation. I love yeah. yeah. Collinsplations are perfect. So like Good. I love Blue Moon. I love my Shock Tops. Right. You know, those are ales. Those yeah. are my. That's and what I can and they're drink. really flavored by their yeast. In that particular case, uh, is most important. So a lot of people think that ales are like darker beers. That has nothing to do with it. Um, it's just the yeast. That's all. That's all that's important. The difference between ales and lagers. So what makes it darker? Yeah. Like if you wanted something with amber, the more you know? roasted. You, so you take the malt, which is little seeds with sugar locked into them, malt sugar, right, locked into them, and you're going to make a tea out of that. But before you make a tea out of that, which becomes a syrup, you roast that, and you're you're caramelizing the sugar inside of the seed, inside of the malted seed. Um, and so you can, you can roast it till it is kind of burnt, uh, if you want. And that would be a dark beer, right? You just add a little bit of burnt malt to, uh, I say burnt, it's not really burnt. It's just, you know, darkly roasted Mm -hmm. like a coffee bean to your beer. And you can look as black as a Guinness if you want. Um, but there's plenty of varying levels of caramel malts 
that you can use. Um, and some of them would have like, you know, be called like a chocolate malt or something. And it's, that's, that'd be a much darker uh, caramelization burnt on it. And that's really what makes the beer dark. And it doesn't have anything to do with strength of beer, of the alcohol level. It has nothing to do with um, necessarily even with flavor. Does one put it's more, just a coloring. Does one put more hair on your chest than another? The beer I drink. Because I've always been told yes. So what, what beer do you drink? Do you still make your own? The manly beers. Do you make, do you make like... First of all, Colin does have is very seminarian beer chest. similar to like prison beer? Prison beer is kind of just whatever you can get that has sugar in it. So sugar is what ferments, right? Right. Um, beer is going to use barley as malted barley as its sugar. Uh, wine would use grapes. That, you know, there's sugar locked in that. Rum uses uh, sugar, sugar, real sugar. Um, tequila uses agave sugar. Um, where are we going with this? I don't know. That's how you can, make can alcohol. You, can you make beer like in your, your room? I have made at the uh, seminary? 20 gallons of beer for the seminary for Halloween. Yeah. Out of your room? Mm-hmm. Like it's all like breaking bad looking what, inside? What's horrible about that is I was sleeping on the floor at the time and CO2 sinks. Um, <laughs> oh, this just sounds bad. <laughs> so I was like dizzy and like sucking at my schoolwork all throughout, you know, October basically because my all my fermentation tanks were in my room and the co2 was just sinking and i didn't even realize until later because i honestly it was killing my brain cells because i was just getting <laughs> stupid so, so you didn't die uh well yeah still here oxygen deprivation i mean that would be, be and, I, and i mean i mean awesome in yeah. the true sense of the word i don't mean it as in like it would be pretty cool that you died but i mean it would be very Yeast killed crazy me with that, their farts. You know, <laughs> seminarian found dead in a room of While CO poisoning yeah. from making beer. Beer, beer yeah. kills seminarian, but not in the way you expect. I know. Well, Click so, here for the full story. Yes, so know. if you all want to hear something cool, I'll tell you something cool. So okay. I'm in charge of the bar at the seminary. There's 140 guys and we have a bar. And they put me in charge of it after like a month or two or something. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. Um, they saw him and was like, yep, he yeah, drinks. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. He drink, look at that belly. You can respect that. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we got some donations from a priest and from um, Tom Benson's wife, Gail Benson. Who, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They're in charge. They, they ran the Saints. And now Gail Benson's in charge of the New Orleans Saints and the the Pelicans and all his car dealerships and everything. So she's actually the richest person in Louisiana at this point, as far as I'm aware, but uh, she's Catholic and she really likes our archbishop. They're like cool and tight hangout. And uh, so she gave my little bar money and some other people have given us money. So we're going to be going through some renovation work. And so we're going to name a beer after her. We're going to call it the, the pale gale ale or the gale pale ale or something, you know, <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah. It's one of, one of, one of my beers. I'm just going to rename it. Man, if you could get that beer like in the stadium, that's what's up right there. Oh yeah. Yes, we're working on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's my brother, everybody's going to have hair growing out of their shirts. Yeah. <laughs> is know, that a hairy, is that a hairy beer? No, this is really a girly beer. It has a uh, elderflower in it, honey and lemon. So I'll like it. It's delicious. Basically, yes. It's an it's amazing a will, it's it's a will beer. beer. Amazing summer So my beer. brother-in-law just is yeah. uh, starting a brew, brewing company. Is he? And um, awesome. that's all I can divulge because he hasn't told me any much more about it. But he's got some labels made. Sure, sure. and he's got, But he's got another partner that, that he uh-huh. makes beer with and stuff like that. And um, Don't get me involved it's, it's, because seems to then be it'll the, just fail. <laughs> it seems to be kind of uh, – is, is this a trend? Is this just like – you know, 
Everybody's popping up with breweries inside. Because there's another friend of ours, yeah. you know, mutual friends, yeah. uh, whose also name is Matt, who makes beer. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a little worried that the market might be getting saturated with overly saturated with beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and I, I'm starting to see like breweries in New Orleans around the New Orleans area. Close there's a down. lot. There's a lot of these open up, tiny ones. Yeah. And then but some have closed down. And so you really. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely to answer your question. It's it certainly is a trend. It's been a trend since the '80s, um, like that's when Abita was founded. That's that's the company that I worked for for a short time, and uh, yeah, I just I wonder how much we can actually hold, uh, like in our economy. Like I think you can have, you know, your your big national brands, even like Sam Adams would I consider a national brand, and you can have big local brands like Abita that kind of takes like the southeast maybe. Or like at least the fruit beer market, lager market, mm-hmm. um, and then you kind of get to really it just there's layers of regionality that I think you can have, uh, and it can even go down to like a local pub. But at that point, and you're only serving like the neighborhood. At that point, you need to be just awesome. You know, you just need to be that special. So well, you just need to be able. To, it needs to taste good. It needs to no, be drinkable. Not true. What if you're if you're the local? If you pub, taste like crap, it needs to be incredible. But if you're the big guys, it doesn't need to taste great. It's just about branding. It's just about everything. Well, I'm talking about the little yeah. guys. It needs to taste good. It definitely needs to taste good yeah. to succeed. The ones that I know that have failed have not tasted good. Every beer that someone said, oh, I've made this here. Try it. Sure. It's pretty good. And I'm not a beer guy. Yeah. But like, if you can get me to like a beer, yeah, yeah. I think that thing would be successful. All right. So I in hate three beer. months, I will bring my Scottish Gruets over here. The Gale Pale Ale. Yes, and do it. We'll try real. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do a blind taste test of uh, beer. That'd oh, be a good, and maybe I'll bring some YouTube crappy video. ones, and, yeah. and then yeah, mix it in there. Maybe we'll have you'll you see me liking the stuff, crappy ones, yeah. and we'll do a blind taste as to what tastes better. Sure, that's fine. Stuff because it's going to be completely different. Cause I know Matt, you drink beer. Well, I haven't drunk. I haven't drank any beer in a while because there's no keto beer out there. You should make a keto beer. I don't know if that's even possible. So it that's, is impossible, that's, but <laughs> you can try it. <laughs> it just is true. Call it, it is, just it call is, it keto. I think it's. I think it's called. I think it's just called like whiskey. Wait, so are you doing ketosis? Whiskey. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, we're both doing it actually. Yeah, I've done keto. it. Everybody does a little keto yeah. in their life. Yeah, you got or to. needs to. It's I've been off of it this past right week, but I've been on it pretty good. I'm down 17 pounds. But yeah. not only for the weight loss, I actually got on it because I've been having back inflammation problems, and so everything I was reading about inflammation and sure. having high grain diets and all that—it's kind of where I went. But I definitely have to say I experienced a lot of like yeah. high energy. But that's a whole other podcast. What's in, yeah, but Matt, what's Very in your similar. coffee? What's in your coffee that I'm not allowed to look at? You can look at it. Uh-huh. It's fine. It's got heavy whipping cream and it's got uh, okay, okay, okay. It's got a little uh, stevia. Stevia, yeah, yeah. See, like, so for me, it wasn't it wasn't a weight loss thing either. I just had self esteem issues <laughs> because of your weight. Interesting. <laughs> and I'm I'm flabbergasted. But it's been going good because yeah. I'm I'm looking better. I just feel bad for my wife because she has to look at me naked and. You know what? Oh, I get it. God bless yeah, her soul. I'm never going to have that problem. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, I'm going to be wearing a lot a of priests. A big black cassock covering, yes. <laughs> covering me. But uh, you'll you'll be, um, if, if you do make it all the way through your five years and become a priest, uh, God willing, sure. um, you'll actually be the second priest that I know who has worked at Abita. Yeah, Jonathan Mel. Yeah, yeah, Father the Jonathan. Man. He really worked there. Yeah, he really yeah, worked. He there. was like a brewmaster or something. Yeah. They have like a cool name. Like he worked, worked. Like y'all should start a, like a brewery together. If you and with Colin Bro. Oh yeah, did he work there right too? Does. And we have an Irish guy too that worked there. Father uh, 
I think Colin, I don't know. I don't I think know. Colin just brews beer. He just brews beer on the side, but it could be like. Is that public knowledge? Well, all, Should we talk about that in this podcast? Well, his beer is incredible. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> it's well known all over Metairie. Everyone already knows about this. You should oh, be yeah. like Colin Squared. Colin Squared <laughs> with a John. Oh, like C two Christ Jesus H. What is the H? That's uh, he melt. Father Hemel. If oh. y'all were going to open up a brewery together, why don't you just call it JCC? Maybe his middle name is O. Maybe his middle name is like Priest that brew beer. No, better yet, Priest that brew pretty good beer. Priest, <laughs> priest Let's not brew. get our expectations too P-P-P? high. Just call it. Call <laughs> the it. Initials will be PP. It's it's just, it's the just PP brewery. Priest brew, and that's it. PB like PB and J. And here's your underneath the the, the underline is going to be black. Little white, black, little white, black, little white, black. How about white collar beer? Three collars. White collar beer. White collar. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That white is very. Beer, that's going to do really good with the upper class. <laughs> that's a North Shore beer right there. That is a I've North Shore. That is a They'll North Shore beer. They'll serve that at the Southern Hotel. We, could, we could do black collar. No. White collar I mean, you could better. do black collar. What about like, you know, snip, snip beer? <laughs> I don't, I don't think this podcast is getting out of control. Does that, does that happen after ordination? Do they bring Reel you in the in. back and snip you? I Reel mean, it in. I don't think that happens. We it's actually do have a really easier. cool uh, tradition of cutting our ties. Okay, I did not know where that was going. <laughs> I really was. <laughs> because I was we'll, never wear, breath. we'll never wear a tie again. Praise so, the Lord. Whoever invented So it ties is definitely is symbolic. <laughs> that is symbolic funny. Unfortunately, I, I have seen priests in ties. but um. Well, welcome to the 70s, but yep. whatever. Hello. 70s Hello. were awesome. We need to bring back people. the stash. Were they wearing a were they wearing a mustache? I mean, the stash came back. Yeah, but well, the stash is stay. back. Um it was finally acceptable, I think, for older men to bring their stashes back who used to have stashes. Sure. And then they're staying. So Well, and, and I think it became really popular with the uh, men's curling team at the Olympics this past were year. They all because stashes? that guy had a stash. Well, they a bunch of them had stashes, but there was this That's one guy awesome. in particular who just became famous. He was like the face of the team just because he had this like really like, intense you know stash. Were, those guys remind me of the 6'10 stompers. Oh, yeah. yeah right? They are. <laughs> they like, are well, the 6'10 Not stompers. exactly athletic. Well, if you want to talk about, I guess, I wouldn't, I don't but know. But they sweat a bunch. Well, <laughs> the, the, the new Queer Eye for the Straight Guy show, the the guy that does all the hair and stuff like that. Yeah. He's, he's got a stash? He's got long, straight hair, like beautiful, freaking awesome mane on sure, this dude's sure. head. And then, but he's got, he's got the like, you know, seven o'clock shadow. You know, a uh-huh. little bit past the five o'clock shadow with straight stash. I just wanna, I just wanna send a, a direct message to all the men out there. Believe in your stash. Believe in it. Yeah, my wife believe doesn't in believe it and in live it at all. I will not have a stash. Believe in it. So every time I, every time I do grow my beard, which because I do every six months, I shave. I haven't done it lately because we've just been crazy with our house moving and packing. But I need to go. Sh- I'll probably shave today. But. My wife gets me with no beard for six months because she hates with a passion the beard. She thinks it looks like pubes. So no beard for William. But I get it for six months. So sucks ah, to be my wife for six months, so right? So is this seasonal? It is. It is. Like so what season do you I, get the beard? Um, August twenty. <laughs> Wait, August twenty first uh-huh. through sometime in March. So I get it for the fall, which is a good time to have the beard. I like the phrase seasonal. It's actually beard. February, but I usually kind of like I sneak it to beard. March. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. So during the summer, it's shaved. Sure. You know, typically, um, if I can stick to it. But then I get the beard in, in the fall. Um, but every time I go to shave, I always shave everything besides the stash. And I end up looking like 
awesome. somebody that we know. No, I look like somebody we know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's funny. I just I, I just look like this dude with the stash. Cool. Yeah, um, I'm gonna edit that out. Well, I'm gonna just go ahead and stash <laughs> that away. I'll tell you who I look like afterwards because it's it's not actually. A, well, it's not. We're not we're not done yet because I still have to tell you about the book I'm writing. Oh, please do by all means. It's called the little pat the sorry, <laughs> the little caterpillar that could, and it's about a mustache that travels around to different faces. <laughs> you in do know the that family. I own a, a print publishing company, right? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I could print this. And it, it's a children's book about yeah, a mustache. Already sold. You know that I read children's books, right? <laughs> and this I read children's books. So and, and he travels around from different, he starts on the dead, travels around different family members and different pets until he finally finds his home. And where is his home? Or is that the, You'll you have, have to, to read the, the book. book. That's crazy. Wow. And you, what's cool about the, the little caterpillar that could is that you can pet the caterpillar. <laughs> you know, it's it's like one of those children's touch books. Yeah, these little fuzzy little caterpillars. So, do you shave to to allow this to go on every book? Is it really your hair? Well, the first couple can be. It would actually kind of. Cool I'm still not only am I writing this book, I'm growing this book. Oh, very nice. Really? I like homegrown. That. <laughs> homegrown. I mean, we could homegrown. actually have people donate their beard hairs to <laughs> go in the children's this, book. No, because they might get some <laughs> other hairs by some weird guys. So we don't. Want they that. they would. Yeah, uh, are like you, all uh, those redhead dudes. All right. Well, I, man, I feel like this is like a world premiere of this book that's coming out. So no one else take your idea and write it. Because no, you better, no, I already have a patent and everything. You got <laughs> you got you got about <laughs> you got about three weeks before uh, this podcast will air. So okay, yeah. So yeah. you, you need we'll to get it written by then. Okay, good. Or then again, we also have it time stamped and recorded when it went public. So in case someone steals it, we we got that. Boom, baby. Boom. Yeah, there you go then. So, um, well, awesome. it you can been... milk that cow, but you can't drink. There are so many nuggets of wisdom that I'm going to stash away in my back pocket stash. from this. That's the second book by Colin. <laughs> Proverbs of Colin. <laughs> you're like the, you're like, I used to think that I kind of was, but I'm really not. But well, you, when you put a mic you, in front of my face, you, you're, you're the, you're the Catholic Nick Offerman. Mm. Except skinnier. He's gotten skinny. Has he? He's got a good new movie coming out. It looks cute, by the way. Is it about little mustaches running around the house? No, it's about drinking blue. Moves. It's about him and his daughter. Like, he, like he owns a music store. It looks like like old uh -huh. school music stores have albums, and he plays guitar, and his daughter sings, and they like wrote a song together, and then all of a sudden got picked up like on Spotify and this like popular playlist, and he started hearing it on radio places, and so they kind of like we're gonna do a band together, and she's like, I don't want to be in a band with my dad, and he's like, but we could actually do something with this, and. Actually, seems like kind of a coming of age film Beautiful. about music and stuff, but with a father and daughter is pretty cool. The question is, does he have a caterpillar on his face? Um, he always has a caterpillar on his face. But the thing is, this movie will be successful. It doesn't look like a comedy. I'm sure yeah. there will be comedy in it. It looks like a good, wholesome movie, hopefully. Yeah. But as long as he doesn't laugh, I think it'll be successful. Mm. I don't know if you've heard Nick He's Offerman's laugh. Oh, he has got a cackle, and it is. Wait, is it the same laugh that he does for his like character on uh, oh, no, Parks no. and Rec? That is his laugh. That's a great laugh. That it is not when you're trying to be serious, and all of a sudden he just like when you go and laugh, you just kind of like <laughs> that's funny. No, his is like <laughs> like it's bad. It's like Chewbacca getting a hairball. Hmm, it's rough. On that note, on that note, Colin, <laughs> we're gonna have to do this again. You're a pretty awesome guest. Come back, visit us. Can I drink the milk? You can drink the what? <laughs> Please edit that out.
There's so many edits that are going to happen in this one. This is going <laughs> to take me longer it. than doing videos. Don't edit. Episode six in the beer can. In the beer can. All right, guys. I'm William. Matt. And this is Colin Augustus Clark, former senator and soon to be priest in five years. Awesome. And this is That Guy Show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher and YouTube. Intune. Uh, ask Alexa. MySpace. Alexa, if ask If you're Alexa. over 40, come see us on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Is that out? Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And uh, hey, you um, can ask Alexa to play that yeah. guy show, and she will. And she will totally play it. What? So um, we look forward to hearing from you again. Um, we didn't have anybody ask us a question because we've been out of it for a while. But uh, don't forget to write in, and we will answer your questions. So that we will. Peace. I know I will run